Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Chin C and I want to see everybody get up and dance in your office where you're listening to this podcast. Books. show everybody thank you for indulging me in that what says magic and mystery more than new wave electronic music that's what i always believe who's joining me at the table today hi i'm josh and i'm back and there's nobody that can take you take that catchphrase away from you anymore it's it's an og do you feel that we're kind of phoning it in these days of the catchphrases and the introductions or um no no, it's no like, it still feels as fresh as the first time I said it. What is this like episode eighty something now, and we're um we're we're feeling we're feeling the uh, the the creative juices flowing like thicker. Well, it's uh, that hard eightieth <laughs> podcast. That's what they say. It's like <laughs> if you if it if it still doesn't feel as good and as original after the eightieth time, then possibly time to put it to rest, as they say. Mm. Yeah, and you still feel good about this. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh, there you go. Eternal recurrence. Who else is back? Uh, hello, uh, my name is Telly Sauce. I am an administrative assistant by day, and at night I am a deviant art artist and an edge lord. Whoa. Okay, deviant art artist and edge lord. Those uh, yes. Those are not mutually exclusive things. I find though, um, being an edge lord and a deviant artist. Um, deviant art artist. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were a deviant artist. What's the difference between the deviant artist and the deviant art artist? Well, deviant art is a website where people okay. can put whatever kind of picture and story they would like. Okay. Well, so, what sort of medium do you work in exclusively as a deviant art artist? Watercolors. Wow. Okay. Can we see some of your? Work? Have you brought any of your work today with, with you? Yes, I bought this picture. Share it to the microphone. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh, that's. Interesting. That sounds very good. Is that Top Cat from the cartoon Top Cat? Yeah. Uh, what's What's Top Cat doing there? Oh, other than selling like building like um building society insurance and stuff. Like He's that. masturbating into a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, naturally. But why is he? What's his motivation? I, I suppose that's the question. Well, I think it's because his shoes are quite sexy. Oh well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's um. That's a that's a stiletto. Are those point. his shoes? Yeah, he owns them. Yeah, he's worn them all day. Has to be said that I never knew what was going on with Top Cat's feet because he was always sitting in a garbage can at the time. Um, actually, I did you know that if you type in the words Top Cat, the um, Google auto completes it to feet immediately, like afterwards, like um. So well, there you go. See, maybe you've got like a little bit of a uh, um a following there. I How, guess you could yeah. say it's gone viral. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess. I, I'm just guessing, though. I'm <laughs> okay, sure. all right. really. Do you understand what viral means, though, Josh? 
I know what viral means, but I'm less sure about the, what the definition of guess is. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, they make jeans, basically. They make <sighs> jeans. Um, okay, well, I'm hoping you see more of your art. I don't uh, like because you've got the top cat uh, masturbating into a shoe. Um, is that most of the uh, work that you do? Is just characters, well, beloved children's uh, characters, masturbating to shoes? Well, not exclusively shoes. Sometimes, okay. you know, there's hats. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, mugs. Mugs, okay. Um, there's um, potted plants. Wow, okay. All right. You know. Cool. How, how many of these watercolors have you um, produced then over the course of your oh, career? Um, approximately... Seventy-eight thousand. Wow, that's good. That's How do you find all the time in between all the admin assisting that you're doing? I, I don't sleep much, but you know it's worth it because I'm an edge lord. You are an edge lord. <laughs> it's true. What's um for the people for the uh, listeners? I mean, we at know home. what it is. Yeah, of course we know what an edge lord. I know you know is, and I know that I know. Of course, but we're on the same page here. You maybe don't know that they don't know. So that's the best thing, is that you should just prove that you know that through, say, what it is. Yes, break it down for us. It break is. it down for us. Um, so what what you want is? I am a lord. Okay. Which is, like, royalty. Right. So you actually vote in, on, like, legislation. Yeah, like, you're the yeah, second, like, yeah. You're the second chamber in our fine but, institution of democracy. But only on the yeah. edge. But only on the edge. And very edgy things. So you only vote on things that have to do with the guitarist from U2. Yeah. Or, yes. exactly. you or got deliberately withholding um, orgasm. Yes. Okay, all right. That's, That's fine. Me. That's fine. Seems like a niche thing to be lord of. But, uh, well, you know, someone's got to do it. It's a hard job and someone's got to do it. And who? that person is Terry Sauce, me. T t um, Terry, Terry um, how did you come by you this um, honorific then? I mean, like you, they don't just give out lordships. Yeah, you're born into it. Okay, okay. So you are the um, what, the scion of a of a lorded landed family, I guess. Yeah. Oh, the aristocracy. This is really, really interesting. I think this is going to be. I want to hear your take on today's book. Um, and, th and thank you for joining us today. Uh, we will be discussing the third in our Harry Potter series. I'm talking about. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban by Just Kidding, Rowling. Um, this is possibly my favorite book in the series. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel that J.K. Rowling really came into her own as a writer of children's fiction. The world of Hogwarts. Wait, she came into her own. What kind of object is that? <laughs> um, well, I, when I say came to her own, it's an expression, um, but I guess if you want to use the metaphor could you change it into came into a plastic bag <laughs> a, a carrier like oh i love it a carrier bag yeah because back in those days you didn't have to pay for carrier bags they were just like free they just gave them out at supermarkets you could so. go into to to a sainsbury's and be like hi i want twenty thousand plastic bags and they'd be like sure that will let me just ring that up for you. That will come to zero yep. yeah. on your way, and there'd be a big truck, beep, 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 and it would just dump 20,000 carrier bags. And you'd be thinking, like, look at all these suckers paying money for condoms. I've got, yeah. like, I've got carrier I've bags. Got, I've got this covered, you know. Those were the good days. Those it was, were the good days. I think that's why they started charging it, because they yeah. suddenly realized. You know I think it's because PC's gone mad. They've started yeah. charging for bags. We've been Ooh. saying this on the on the podcast for a long time. And well, like, really I think, think that's like the first sign that PC went mad was it's when the they first started sign. charging. PC bags. really was mad. 
PC gone mad. Like, I mean, obviously, like the Met has like has some very like standout um, like like police constables like under their under their employ. But PC gone mad. He's really oh, he's he's gone off the chain. Well, I mean, so uh, correct me. I'm a bit confused here. I I'm, I'm I'm confused whether PC gone mad referred to the police or it referred to computers or it referred to the concept of political correctness because there's a lot of things going on here. No, it's um, police constable gone mad. So yeah, he's a real bastard. Okay, so he's just mean. He's just not nice. He's not a good person. Okay, so this police officer, police constable, police constable, constable gone, gone mad. mad, went mad. He was really mean. He was no, insane. That's, that's, his that's his name. Oh, okay. That's- was his father's name and his father's father's name and his father's father's yeah. father's so what, name. So his name is Jonathan Gone Mad? No, it's not Jonathan. Okay, so it's... It's, it's ter- Terence for... Terence for Gone Mad. Yeah. And he is a police constable. Yeah. But he's not... But he's not... He's, he doesn't suffer from any sort of father. mental ailments. He's no, fine. he's just a mean man. Right. He's a mean man. It's not mad as in crazy. Okay. It's mad as in that's really angry. that's really not so okay. Actually, you should use okay. that word. Use that. It's not that's very. Not nice. no, wait, hold on a second. His <laughs> name's really gone mad. If anybody, he's got the problem. His no, name is gone mad. He, his it's not. It's gone mad. Okay. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't make up it. his name. That's like saying like, oh, if like my cousin was called like like um uh like like Ezra Hitler, you'd be like, oh, Ezra, that's so on PC. Yeah, that's, like, Ezra. that's just his name. Okay, he was born okay. like into a family. I apologize. I apologize. So like. PC Gone Mad is not a very yes. nice person. He doesn't suffer from any mental illness. He's the main reason. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. He might, but you know, it's good to have open conversations right. about mental illness. So that's true. I would hope that he would talk about. I hope so. But he's too. also really mean. So is this? And he's the reason why we have to pay for carry packs now. Yes, You're part of it. Yeah, he, he laid the law down on that. <laughs> well, I think it was at this, around the same time that after this book came out, I think like it it, it, it all ties back into itself. I mean, I know it seems very obtuse right now yes, but yes. but you'll see I think after through through the interpretation of the book that PC Gone Mad he's really he, he's he's left his mark on Britain right I didn't realise that police constables could just enact laws though I didn't know that the, we didn't the make laws okay, okay. No, I, I don't know why you're not understanding okay, okay. <laughs> Terry and I are having a civil conversation right, right. you're just putting words in our mouth and misinterpreting everything we're saying I guess I'm a bit confused what did PC Gone Mad do to actually uh, charge the carrier bags I don't absolute moron he made a law Right. He made several laws and several. he enforced them. Okay. And because he was so mad. Wait. Angry. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Angry. Angry. And therefore mean. Angry. And therefore mean. And furious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we have to pay for carrier bags and we can't just use them as condoms. So this one person, through sheer force of will, was able to make people pay for carrier bags just by enacting yeah, enforcing you, their will how upon is this people. a crazy concept for you Qua- is crazy a, 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 a PC term oh yeah, don't say well, not when you say it okay, not when, you so. say, when I say it it's just sweet okay that's fine that's, it does take a little bit of a sting out of it um, alright this is interesting I'm, I'm interested to see how PC Gone Mad will tie into our discussion of the Prisoner of Azkaban um now this is a beloved book, obviously classic genre. I read this. I mean, I'm, I've said wait, before. Wait, 
Go back one. You well, read this? I have read this, yes. Okay. Right. Well, I just want to know what I'm working with here. Okay, okay. I mean, I would have hoped that just everybody once. else read, here, read this, yes. Just, well, no, this is this will be the third time. This will be the third time. I was going to ask everybody about this, actually, because um, uh, I was a, I'm a little bit older than the uh, target market for this book. Uh, and I first read this book when I was around about 18. And I've subsequently read it, like, two other times, one time for this episode, and um, I, I, I've never been the right age for this book. I've enjoyed it, but I don't think I was the right age for it. I, I, I want to go around and ask uh, Terry, uh, Josh, how many times you've read this book, and what age were you when you read this book for the first time? I was about twenty. Okay. I read it four times, but um, only when I was twenty. So you read it four times in a year, but you would you turned twenty. Yeah, that suggests to me that you really like this book. Well, like, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, right. just look at it. It's, it's the best color. I think of all the books that when you know when you put them all all the Harry Potter books together on the shelf mm. and you can see it's got the best color scheme. Okay, let's just break it down because we've got the children's edition here. Um, not one of the um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not one of the sort of like. Make comf- adults feel comfortable that they're reading children's book by making it all the color black and really abstract imagery. You've got actually uh, a watercolor there. That's a nice watercolor of the cover. Yeah, by uh, Cliff Wright. Oh, very nice. Very He's nice. one of the best. You know, uh, I actually wrote a book and I was trying to get Cliff Wright to do my watercolors for it. Right. I could do your watercolors. Yeah, oh, you've got a watercolor artist right here at the table. I think it's a bit rude. That well, you I'm actually a deviant art artist. Okay. So, okay. so w- how would I get your deviant art? watercolor onto my book i'll paint it on there for you you're gonna paint it on to yeah. the book and then well every copy every, every copy How individually well, i think i'm planning on selling at least at, at least the first one <laughs> at, at least that one if i don't sell that one I'll, i must admit i will could, will have considered this venture a failure Okay, okay, that's okay. yeah. To fall down at the first hurdle, which is selling a book. Is yeah, well, especially the title of the book is how to how to make loads of money from selling books. So, so isn't that what they always say though? If at first you don't succeed, give up entirely and just. No, go I, just, home. I will have just considered it a failure. I wouldn't have given up. Okay, I, like okay. I'm, I'm more of a sort of optimist when it comes to this. Okay. So, but I just don't know what to put on the front. So, what, what kind of things do you think? Like, I, yeah, I'm that's not pretty sure. strong an idea. Because he's put like here, he's put a big, big. It's like, it's like a bird, horse. It's, it's a, a griffin. It's a griffin. Yes. Yes. Um, the bird, horse, beak, man, with a babe, with two babies on its head. Mm. Or as you call it, more, more appropriately, a, gr- a, gr- a griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And on the back, there's a, a dog with drips on its mouth. Okay. Is that the sort of... Is that the same sort of feeling that you like? Yes. But I'd like to change out a bird for a car. For a car with a baby but on I its want, head. No, yeah, with two babies on its head. <laughs> and I also want it to have claws and horse feet. Right. So it's the body of a car, but instead of wheels, it's got bird claws and horse feet. Yeah. Okay. And two babies on his head. Two babies on his head. <laughs> Does, do cars have heads? I don't know. I don't know if cars the have heads. The windshield is the head of the oh, car. Yeah. That's true. The it, windshields are the, the head heads, of the car. The heads yeah. of the car. That's what they always say. That's the classic saying. How does this tie into your theme of like selling books to make money, though? It's, it's, a, so it's, a, it's a technique that I've borrowed from the pickup community. 
um, and I'm trying to peacock my book okay. by by just people going, "Whoa, what's up with that book? I want to I want to get to know that book." So, yeah, and then I like hopefully that a car idea. will be like coming into some kind of. Yeah, but that was my next. That was my next question. What should the car what be coming the car, into? What would What would you like your car to come into? Its own, really. I really think it would be like the the, so, the most appropriate thing if the come came car came into its own. So what I'm thinking is the car with the horse feet and with the bird claws and two babies on its head coming into a smaller version of the car with horse feet and bird claws and two babies on its head. Um, yeah. Can I just one I note? Think that's appropriate. A little note from me. I don't feel comfortable with the idea of these two babies being on the car's head as it's ejaculating into a no, small. No, don't worry. There's two smaller babies on the on the baby's head. That yeah. doesn't make it any better. It seems a bit worse now. You have got two more babies involved in this car coming. Like um, I want to read tablo. this book. I mean, it, I does, get on it right sounds now. interesting. It does. I mean, I would buy that book. My, well, that's always my reaction whenever I. Uh, see something and go what the fuck I have to spend money on it immediately uh, that's why our house is filled with these weird and wonderful treasures <laughs> yeah uh, what's that Jim that is a statue of oh now that I look at it I don't remember picking it up but yes it is a car with two babies on its head <laughs> coming on my sofa <laughs> look, I can't see? remember where I picked that up from I can't remember where I picked that maybe up maybe that's from. where we got the idea. maybe that's where we got the inspiration <laughs> But it's not stealing. It's not stealing. It's peeling. That's true. That's true. I wonder who, where did I get that from? Who made that? I think Haran probably made it. It does look like something a Haran would make. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, it's a classic Haran piece there. I don't know if I spent, I hope I didn't spend too much money on that. That's terrible. Oh, let's, let's, okay. So we've had a look, I had a little discussion about the cover. It's got the best colors. It's, it's got a Come on. Color. I mean, purple, red, black. Yeah, oh, come on. How um, do you? Zeri, as a watercolor um, deviant art artist, uh, yes. what, how? What do you think of the cover itself? The actual um, the watercolor linemanship of Cliff Wright. Um, I think it's pretty okay. I mean, it's no. I mean, like it's okay. You know, I feel like I could do it a lot better. Okay. All right. I, I mean, okay. So, let's say. Just Kidding Rowling has come to you and said, I want you to do the cover for my book, mm. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. You've read the book now. You've had a bit of time for, to sit in your in your head. What would you have gone for as the best way to sell this book? Which, let's face it, if I'm honest, it didn't need to really be sold. It kind of sells itself. So you've got like free reign to do whatever. You mm. just want to compliment uh, uh, J.K. Rowling's vision in the best yeah. way. So what would you have gone with? And thinking about your favorite scenes and moments from the book. Um, I think that personally, I would have a few of the characters on the front. Hmm. Because the babies, I'm not sure why they're on this cover. So I, it's yeah. a bit confusing. I don't remember this scene in the book. Um, yeah, the, with, the, with the babies, I think, yeah, there wasn't there a scene with the uh, these two babies come out and just essentially tell Harry that he's a wizard and then they disappear for the rest of the narrative and never refer to ever again. It doesn't make sense, does it? Well, you know, no, I think it was like, it might have been a scene that like uh, J.K. Rowling wrote and then immediately... Cut out and then forgot to tell her editor not to publish it, and it ended up making it into the book anyway, and also make it, made it onto the cover as well. Um, bit of a bit of a mistake there from all parties involved, but um, so you wouldn't go with the babies then, the mysterious no, babies. I would go with um, 
the part where we find out that Sirius is a good guy. Oh. And just put it undercover. So, how would you represent that um, uh, Sirius revealed as a good guy? As a good guy. Yeah. Um, I'd have him, you know, standing there and being, maybe have a little speech bubble saying, I'm a good guy. <laughs> And then you, um, I think this sounds like a, only a positive ch- change to the to the book. Because you see, the thing is, is that J.K. really gives you like the real the real reach around with this book. You know, she does it so indirect. Instead of just asking you to turn around and take it like take it like mm, a mm. person, mm. You, she just gives you the reach around, and I don't appreciate that. Right, but also, right. I would like him to be coming into. <laughs> A bowl of peanut butter. So coming into a bowl Ooh. of peanut butter while saying I'm a good guy. Yeah. So sending a bit of a mixed message, really, uh, to the readers. I yeah, don't only, know. What What are you saying? That's not very PC of him. <laughs> Wait, he's, hold he's on. Saying only good, he's <laughs> saying only bad people come into but that. What? That you're so ignorant. We only don't. bad people come into bowls of peanut butter. And you know That's what? what you're he's saying. not like he's not. You know, he's not doing it out of spite. Well, we don't know that. Out of love. <laughs> we don't yeah, know he's that. He's got little hearts in his eyes so <laughs> as he's doing it. God, you're such a fucking bastard. I just. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, okay? I'm merely pointing out that, and it's a fair, fair observation to make that coming into receptacles is not behavior that I associate with good guys. Especially when I have no context of who's. Bowl of peanut butter that is. How are, are you saying that my deviant art art is bad? I'm not saying it's bad. Are you saying it's not nice? No, no, I'm not saying it's not nice. Are you saying it's horrible? I'm not saying it's horrible. I mean, you do the clues in the, the title of the fact that it's called deviant art. Deviant does not mean good. If it was called good guy art, then maybe you'd be onto something. Yeah, well, there isn't a website called that. Is there, it? There so isn't. I'm having to use whatever platform I can find. But, but it's true, it's true. I mean, it might make more sense if your cover of Sirius Black uh, coming into a bowl of peanut butter and instead of saying, I'm a good guy, you could say, I'm a deviant. That might make sense, you know? Mm. You're but then what, at what point in the book does he become a deviant? Well, that's the twist, you see. Because like people go into this book thinking, like, oh, I can't wait to how read about, this story. Okay, how about instead of saying, I'm a good guy, he says, I'm a wolf. <laughs> yes! Well, he's... That's it! <laughs> Again! <laughs> that's, okay, this is... I think this is... Mm-hmm. Okay, but let's, let me, we'll let me put it this way. He isn't a wolf, he's a dog. Because the, the, that's the, the, the clues in his name. Sirius is the dog star... So he transforms into a dog, and the one who transforms into a wolf is called Lupin, which means wolf, oh. which is really handy, I think. Like uh, Lewis Pin. Yes. Um, okay, well then maybe I have Lupin on the couple as well. Okay. And he's coming into a bowl of jam. So these two guys... So they go together, like peanut butter and jam. And then they can smash it together Do and you... give it to Ellie. Because <laughs> they love him. Do you think that this is the image of two grown men jizzing into bowls and offering it to a child is exactly the sort of image to sell this book, children's book. They have hearts in their eyes. 
How much more can we ask? Her? This is really insane. I don't understand I, how we're having just that. I thought you were a progressive guy, Jim. I guess I've reached my limit in terms of what's considered progressive these days. I, I'm an old man. I'm a bit stuck in my ways. You are 85 years old. <laughs> I am. Well, not that old. I did recently turn like I'm 38 this week, though. That's... Yeah, well, I'm 76. So... Whoa. Okay. You're 76? Yeah. You're still churning out these watercolours at a really phenomenal rate. You don't seem yeah. to slow them down. She just did another one. I just did another one, I, see? I know, that's... Ooh, that is... That... I'm, I'm going to need to leave the room for a bit. Yeah. I don't think we were meant to see the Smurfs do those sorts of things to each other, really. Uh, what is that? Gargamel ca- coming into a, a Smurf who's also coming into a toilet. A toilet that's shaped like Asriel, the cat. How do you yeah. even get a cat to be shaped like a toilet? You can do whatever you like with art. I guess so. I That's guess That's the so. beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. And if you look at it long enough, you'll see it's a really beautiful sentiment there yeah. about friendship. I love the way that you've also like uh, drawn a speech bubble from Gargamel saying, I'm a good guy. As yeah. well, he's doing this. Uh, and he has hearts in his eyes. He has hearts in his eyes. <laughs> so you know he's doing it out of love. Yeah, he's doing it out of love. Okay, let's, let's delve into the He's text. a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I guess I'm changing my mind now. I'm coming around to this um, new mora- moral code that we, um, we're propo- um, reporting to support now. Um, let's, let's talk about like, elements of the book now. Uh, this is a story I thought that um, shows Harry Potter and the gang growing up quite a bit. Harry is become more proficient as a wizard, and he's also having to deal with much more uh, serious, scary threats now. Uh, he's also showing off like his powers in a way, like when his um, Aunt Marge comes to visit the Dursleys. She's not his actual aunt, I would like to point that out. Okay, she's kind of like a friend of the family. Well, she's... Because I mean? um, he's staying with his aunt and uncle. Mm. And his Who uncle... Are his uncle and aunt? Yeah. It's his uncle's sister, mm-hmm. and she—he's not genetically related. So she's like more of an aunt in the law, then yeah. I guess. Okay, but she's she's an awful, terrible person. She's not very nice. No, no. She's basically talking shit about Harry's parents, mm. and Harry, pretty justifiably, casts a spell which inflates her. Which uh, is by accident. You say accidental, but uh, I think he he kind of wanted to make her like a big balloon. Like, um, just to show her. And to come in. Yeah, well, uh, that, that's probably difficult to use a balloon to do those sorts of things. Excuse me? I don't know. It's difficult. I mean, you've have had you to tried? Mean, I've never tried, to be honest with you. I've never tried. Uh, but, like, what, what's the process? Do you inflate it first and then try to come into it? Or do you, like, def- uh, you, you come into a deflated balloon and then inflate it? Um, I think you come into it while it was inflated that's rude so you're inflating the okay so so be inflated and then you put the cum inside of it how are you putting that in depends oh okay so what does it depend on a syringe if you want wouldn't that pop the balloon though would it i think it would i think it might pop i don't think that's how science works okay i'll uh 
You're anti-science now, Chin. As well. I am not anti-science. I, I bet you don't. You don't want Harry to get his vaccines, do you? Either. No. Wait, hold on a second. Harry doesn't need vaccines. We we know for a fact that Harry doesn't need his vaccines because he's magic. Okay. And yeah, that's, that doesn't mean no, that's what Donald Trump said as well. He yeah. said, "I'm magic, therefore I don't need vaccines." I don't need and now needle. the guy is like putting like now he's like chomping down on syringes like this 1929. As everybody knows, that's how you have syringes. You eat them. In the tasty snack. Yeah, you smash them up and pound them into your mouth. Here's a question, though. Why does Harry still live with the Dursleys? Yeah, I'm confused about this as well. They, 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 they don't like him. and yeah, He doesn't like them. They and, don't like him. Exactly. And, he doesn't like them. And we know, like we know that he is basically the target for the magical world's equivalent of Hitler, who's got a grudge against him. Why are they? Why are they still making them making them live with this family who don't like him and who whose lives he's basically endangering? Yeah, exactly. Is there any sort of like justification for this? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. Especially since he's got friends like Ronald Weasley, mm-hmm. who yeah, who has a big house, such a big house, and he stays there a couple times. Like, yeah. why can't he just stay with him over the summer? I think it's because Ron's two brothers. Um, fancy Harry. What are the brothers called again? I've um... Crabble and Babble. Crabble and Babble. The Weasleys were clearly struggling to name their twins. Wait, excuse me. Those their nicknames. Oh, okay. There's that. If you read, if you read the added appendices, those are the nicknames that they get given there. But their normal names are, as you were about to say, sorry. Um, no, I, I wasn't George. I thought you meant the secret brothers. The secret brothers. That aren't Crabble necessarily and Yeah, their mentioned. nicknames are Crabble and Babble. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they live in the floorboards. And they're 28 years old at this point. So yeah. they're like, they're creepy. Yeah, yeah. Why are they still living in the floorboards? Maybe that's why Harry isn't allowed to live with the Weasleys, because they keep kids under the floorboards. And they're adults. They're adult men. They're mm-hmm. adult mm-hmm. men. Also, how has nobody from social services come around to the Dursleys and pointed out, like, why do you have this kid living under the stairs? Because mm. social services doesn't exist in the world of wizardry. <laughs> of course not. Not in the world of wizardry, but, like, the Dursleys exist in our world, the muggle world. So, like, um, I would have assumed that, like, somebody from social services would be, pay- would be paying the Dursleys a visit and basically arguing, like, you can't keep a child like this. I thought this was the Weasleys. No, I thought I was talking about the Dursleys now, oh, but yeah, right. yeah, no, the Weasleys can do whatever they want with their oh, kids because, right. as you pointed out, there's no social services in the Wizarding World. But the Dursleys are definitely contravening several like child safety laws by like basically keeping uh, Harry uh, like he's some sort of Dickensian orphan. Um, not fun. <laughs> you not you fun. know, like I'm really glad that we're getting around to this because I feel like a lot of people talk about these books and they don't talk about the nitty gritty of this and they don't really hold anything up to see if it passes mustard. Exactly. Exactly. Can it pass the Mustard. Mm. There is. Oh, I'm glad you brought. This it up. sounds like it sounds like it's not going to be able to pass the mustard. I have a few bones to pick with this story myself. Uh, we'll get to them in turn. But that's strike one. Prison Vazkaban and Harry Potter in general. Why no social services? Like, what's going on? What's the deal here? I thought. I thought J.K. Rowling liked children. Apparently not. She doesn't believe in the state either. Apparently. If you. Read the books with a keen eye, you'll notice that J.K. Rowling actually hates children. Oh, that's why she's always putting them in danger, I Exactly. Guess. Oh. Okay, so that's that's strike one, and that's Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, I want to also bring up uh, Sirius Black, who is 
he's kind of described at the beginning, and we know we kind of spoiled it for people. He's actually a good guy, but at the beginning of the book, he's presented as possibly one of the most evil wizards ever. He uh, is blamed for selling out his friends and possibly being responsible for the death of uh, Harry's dad and mum, and mm-hmm. he killed 12 muggles and um, Peter Pettigrew, who was one of his closest friends. And he's been kept in Azkaban. Now, Azkaban is essentially kind of like Guantanamo Bay for wizards, yeah. where the most dangerous wizards in the uh, in the world are kept, and they're also kept, uh, um, kept under control by the presence of Dementors, who are these evil, ghastly spirits that make you feel sad. They're a creepy animal. They are very mm, creepy. They're creepy. You wouldn't want that as a house pet. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, yeah, but would you want them as... Guards at a prison, either. Like, who, here are the guards for this prison. They're these, like, um, soul sucking, like, life ruining, ghostly spirits. You can suck my soul. Oh, you're dirty. <laughs> would, you, would you want the dementor? Would you want to come into a dementor? <laughs> well, I could draw that. Are they wearing the robe? Um, I think so. Is What's under a dementor's robe? It's just like a spooky boy. Yeah, but they make you feel sad, though. They make you feel sad. I I reckon you'd have a bad time. Um, Yeah, but I'm quite sad now as well. Because malaria. Oh, well, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, How long have you had malaria? No, I don't have malaria. I'm just sad that malaria exists. Oh, sorry, okay. Yeah, no, no, I'm sad about that, too. And vaccines. Mm, mm. People not giving vaccines to Not Not chomping down on those delicious vaccines. Yum, yum. Um, I would say, though, that this is possibly a workaround if you wanted to come inside the Dementor and avoid the ill effects of being sad, as J.K. Rowling points out um, within the universe of the, of, of the Wizarding World. After Harry takes a turn after seeing a Dementor for the first time, he eats some chocolate and he feels better. So as long as you're eating loads of chocolate as you are um, having sex with your Dementor, then you'll be all right. I reckon that'd be fine. If you got an IV dip and filled it with chocolate and plugged it into your arm, you could definitely come into a Dementor. You could make this happen. You could make this happen. And I'd put white chocolate in, because everyone knows that's how a human body works. Right, right. In fact, mm. oh gosh, um, Terry's just drawn a watercolour right now of you um, having sex you. with Dementor. This is a little sketch there. having sex with the Dementor. And look, I made a white chocolate dip for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check out the hearts in your eyes, and you're saying I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy, yeah. I'm a nice guy. He's not a good guy, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> Wearing a fedora as you're having sex with this Dementor, tipping your hat. I mean, my li- the likeness is. Un- I'm a nice guy, un- my lady. Unlikable. <laughs> but like, okay, but like, I have to say that one of the problems I have with this narrative again is that Harry is in danger. Everybody says Harry, you're in danger because Sirius Black has escaped from Azkaban. And what does he do? They just send him off to school as normal. Right. They don't give him any increased security detail, except for like the scary Dementors who are now scaring and depressing the children uh, mm. at school. I don't think people in the wizarding world really know how to uh, get a handle on their problems, really. It seems like a, a poor workaround when you've got an escaped convict after you. Send yeah. some scary ghosts and like endanger some children. Well, I think this brings us back around to PC gone mad because mm. PC has really gone mad. Like, and I think he's he's been working hard about in the communities about trying to get people to talk about their mental problems. And the reality is, it's probably just lots of dementors. 
Yeah. Do you think that the problem here? That's um, what at least that's what PC Gone Mad says. Right. Okay. I mean, this is. I mean, to be fair to PC Gone Mad's reading, J.K. Rowling has uh, made no secret of the fact that she suffers from clinical depression. And the Dementors were a metaphor for the depression that she went through while she was um, writing these books. Well, you see, that's another problem I have, is why did it have to not be a secret? Yeah, why did she have to wrap it up in this big old metaphor? So, um, yeah, it's true. Maybe uh, there's something to be said about keeping subtext. uh, Keep subtext, subtext. And we can feel free to talk about about mental illness if Mm, you're mm. sad. But just say, hey guys, I'm sad. And everyone else go, cool. So, like, um, have a moment where J.K. Rowling sort of breaks the fourth wall and he just says, like, um, can we talk a minute about... It would about... just be one chapter and mm-hmm. said, hey, guys, I know you're enjoying this novel, mm-hmm. but my name is, just kidding, Rowling, and I'm here to talk about my mental health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and just, like, have a little chapter there. Uh, maybe that could have been the cover. Yeah, the, uh, that, the... I mean, I still like my idea. Maybe one of the babies is saying that. yeah. Which so, baby should it be? Maybe it could be on your cover. The front or the back baby? We could have a workaround, right? Instead of having... So the griffin, with the baby's on its head, instead of the head of a griffin, the head is actually J.K. Rowling's head. And she's got a speech bubble coming out to her. I, I, I'm sad. And she's coming into, like, um, a, a pill bottle. Oh, oh, it could be... Or it could be a section in the middle mm. that sort of folds out into a beautiful watercolour of J.K. Rowling crying. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And saying, I'm really sad, mental health, let's talk about it while she's coming into a carrier bag. <laughs> well, I don't think PC Gone Mad's going to like that, but... I think he'll appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, but he'll it also needs... just be infuriated. It's kind of like a dilemma for PC maybe, Gone Mad. Maybe we'll just put a little tag on the carrier bag that says, I paid 5p for this. <laughs> that, well, I think now that... we're getting there. Now I think we're, we're getting progress. there. I think it's assumed, though, that, like, J.K. Rowling is so rich, she doesn't even care that she has to pay 5p five, five five for a uh, carrier bag. Or maybe it's a reusable carrier bag. Mm, maybe it is. Like I, bet that, I bet what, what J.K. Rowling does when she goes to the supermarket, she goes, I, I'm going to have 500 carrier bags, and then they give it to her, and then she just takes out a lighter and burns them all on the shop floor. Oh, my God. Mm. She's a monster. Well... I bet that's what she does. And it sounds like it was about right. Well, there was... Like, so she pr- probably is right. And th- maybe she throws them at children. Yeah. As like they're them. on fire. Yeah. She goes to strip club. all these flaming children running out. And she's just like, I'm rich, baby. Give me 1,000 more of those Patrick bags. Then later on in the evening, she goes to a strip club and makes it rain burning carrier bags on the dancers. And she's like... Yeah, well, you know, she's... Uh, well, she... She's troubled. She doesn't hate strippers. She hates children. So. Well, no, though, she's 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 paying the strippers. With oh, the, um, right. Yeah, hey, yeah, look, I can't bags. prove that she hasn't done that. Yeah. So there's there's the offer offer on Fair the table. Enough. There's Fair the enough. offer on the table. If you're able, make it sable. Okay, that's rhymes, and I that must be true as a result. I like that. So you're gonna make it sable? Maybe. Um, Put them there. Okay. I don't know how to make it sable. I don't know how to make it sable. What? I'll give it a good... Go. I was relying on you to fulfill that bit of the deal. So <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll work it out. out. According to the dictionary, sable is a type of, like, um, fur. So I guess if I was to make something sable, I'd have to kill an animal and then turn it into a uh, fur of some sort. Good. Okay. All right. We agreed then. That's the process we need to take. Um, new character that's introduced in this series. Uh, it is Lupin. Uh, Professor... 
Remus Lupin. Remus Lupin. Who is given the uh, thankless task of being the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, as we've seen in previous tough books. Tough it's job. a tough job. The first person in the series who got the job died, and the second person who got the job was exposed as a fraud. And now Remus Lupin, um, really friendly guy, seems to have a, a clear affection for Harry, looking out for him. What do you think of Remus Lupin? How he fits into this world? It's always a concern when you have a new character in the established yeah. world that he's not going to really fit in, but he's slotted right in there. I really like Remus yeah. Lupin. He's slotted right in. Yeah, he's a really sexy, horny guy. You know? Right, 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 right. But it was also sort of like, had this feeling that something was going to go wrong. This is too good, you know. This mm. this is the first person that Harry sort of got along with, and he's got the job of like the defense against the dark arts. I'm kind of waiting. I'm waiting for him to either die or be revealed as a, a, as an evil person secretly. Yeah. Um, and what we get instead is not none of those. It turns out he's just a werewolf. Um, which which is you a, could have seen coming, to be honest. I mean, his, his name is name is Lupus. His is name's that, is he born with that name? Yeah, apparently. Also, was he born a wolf or was he born a boy? That's a good question. I, I, I believe that like when he turns up at the school, it's um it's kind of a secret, but like he tells his closest confidence that yes, I am a werewolf, and yes, he comes from a family who have lycanthropy uh, running through the DNA. Is this really the sort of thing that you want like I know that Hogwarts seems to have a very sort of open door policy. If you've got some sort of magical ability, you get to go in there. But do you really want a werewolf at your school? Do oh, you? I suppose you do really want a Jew at your school. Whoa, your whoa, whoa. I did not say that. <laughs> I saying, did not say things. that. Okay, look, I'm sorry, Chin. There are things that people can't change about them. Mm-hmm. I can't change the fact that I'm Jewish. So what does that? how is that connected to being a werewolf, though? Come on. He can't change the fact. He's a werewolf. As you said, he was born... Well, he into, can change. He was born as a werewolf. And you... And now you're saying that he shouldn't have the right to be employed? All right, Josh. Let's that's take, ridic- wow. that's pretty take bad. this... Wow, let's take Jim. this another step. If you want to really compare the two, like lycanthropy and Jew- Jewishness, um, Remus Lupin... only turns Judaism. 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 Judaismness. So, okay, let's compare you as a Jewish person yep. to Remus Lupin. Remus Lupin turns into a werewolf whenever there's a full moon. You right. are, you you don't transform or anything with the waxing and waning of the moon, do you? Mm, no, but I like it when the moon's full. Okay. Like, oh, big moon. <laughs> so you like, uh, okay, that's fair I get enough. In a good moon. I like a good moon as well, as the next, as much as the next person. I like the moon, I think it's beautiful. Right. Um, it's the full sun that I'm afraid of. <laughs> You're afraid of the sun? The full sun. Is that something that's common to most Jewish people? Yeah, we hate it. <laughs> you hate we the sun? We burn, we turn into ghouls, and we get all crispy. Okay. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like vampires, but okay that, okay, that seems to be a different issue entirely. Remus Lupin also takes a wolf's bane pill to prevent, to keep his lycanthropy under control. Do you take uh, any sort of medication to keep your... Uh, your your heritage under control? Hmm. I eat solely kosher foods. Okay. Because if I don't, things get a bit hairy. So, what? You, if you don't eat kosher foods, you become... I get hairy. Hairy. Okay. That's... Okay. Fair enough. Final, final point. When Remus Lupin turns into a werewolf, he has no control of his behaviour and he is a threat to everybody. He'll just start killing and eating people because he's a wolf. Like, 
What, what does that mean? To you? How does that connect to your Jewish? What are experience? you saying about Jews now? I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not the one that made the connection. You're the one that drew the the, the parallels. Well, now that you're not, so now this is what you do: is you you line them all up, you line them all up, and you knock them down, don't you, Tim? That's what you do. You line them up and you knock them down. I'm just well, I'm saying. I'm not going to sit here for this. I'm just saying. Do you? If you don't keep your, I'm Jew- standing. Okay, but if you don't keep your Judaism under control. <laughs> Does it mean that you're you're gonna you're gonna chew out and kill people? I don't know. I, that's the sort of like connection you were like. Um, well, yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah. If you must that. know. If you must know. If 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 a Jew doesn't eat solely kosher food, uh, they grow to be sixty feet tall and they crush everyone. And I'm sorry. That's just how it happens. I turn into a big fat monkey and then and then I've got a tail. And the only way to get me down from being a big monkey is uh, either training um, to fight on, like, a galactic level, like, in the, in the galactic level thing, and then I, I have a son, and he's also pretty good, and there's a green guy there, and then there's we get to another planet, and there's, like, a, a planet of the green guys, and then this other guy turns up, and then he tries to kill us. This is the only cure for you turning into a galactic monkey, is to actually embrace it and run with it. There's no there's no talk about you but trying to revert to your previous form. To You're be just... fair, you have a son... I, yeah, I get. I you have become to, a family no, man. Yeah, I become a family man. It's the only way that I've been from told. outer space. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that doesn't sound horrible. I mean, it doesn't sound that horrible, but it's, it sounds you know it's complicated. Like? It's like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay. I good. turn into a Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you, to, you go Super Saiyan, effectively. No, I go. To, I get turn into the big monkey Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay. All right. This sounds very com- complicated, but it doesn't sound like you're doing anybody any harm. Apart from all the people that I crush and... Okay, that's Aside from the true. multiple murders. Okay, that's fair enough. But, okay, now this has made me think that maybe there are similarities between lycanthropy and um, Judaism. Yes. But, yeah, exactly. Um, and this is posing a very interesting question. Is it safe for us to, have you, to continue having you on this show? Knowing that at any point you could just... Crush wow, us. you're so racist. I am just pointing out a very, very logical uh, uh, health and safety concern. This is as much for your safety as mine, Terry, you know. It's got, it's, he could at any point crush us. He could crush us. Well, as long as you don't feed me anything that hasn't been blessed by uh, the Lord Chief Rabbi himself. The Lord Chief Rabbi. Okay. Elias Gustafsson. Okay, so it all Lord, has to be the Lord Chief Rabbi. Lord. Food. All right, yeah, I know him. Oh, you know, I, I'm supposed yeah, to... Yeah, I mean, House of House Lords, of Lords. Okay, right? Okay, I'm House an edge lord, yeah. he's a lord chief, whereby. <laughs> so, yeah, then we should be fine. Okay, so, but you've got to keep this under check then, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah! Yeah, okay. Pretty much. Talk much, so much. Are, are you afraid, though? What a twat. Right. Uh, uh, come on, come on now. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, you're attacking my religionless beliefs. To be honest, I was absolutely accepting of all peoples until I learnt the horrible details and the truth behind, like, um, um, your people. From your own mouth, I did not, I didn't, I didn't ask you, like, uh, any of those questions. I wasn't leading in any way. I, well, I guess you I, should just fire me because of my religion. Well, look, this is going to have to be something that we have to take up with the faking of HR now that they're aware of it. Well, well, we should call them. Okay, let's call up the, um, the HR. Uh, Wait, G- I've got, uh, I've got, I'll phone. Uh, our HR specialist is Judy, Judy Goldstein.
Hello, Judy. Hello. Yeah, it's Chet and Josh here from uh, Faking Up. We're recording the episode at the moment. We Josh has just revealed something about his heritage um, that might endanger um, everybody who's involved with the podcast. Uh, and I just want to know how we're sort of like covered in terms of um, possibly fi- letting him go. Well, I want to say fight, but letting go because of the possible danger he poses to all people affiliated with Faking Lits. Uh, so... What 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 is the issue here? What are the what are what are what, uh, what are the dangers? Well, basically, he's a Jew. Um, um I'm a Jew. Oh, Judy Goldstein. Oh, Jesus. Um, okay, so uh, you might have to recuse yourself from this issue. Then I feel like you're a bit too close to it. I feel like we should fire you. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh-huh. Hold on a second. It's because you're Chinese. <laughs> I don't think this. Oh is... my goodness! This has gone so off track. Guys. This is this is really bad. This is really this bad. This is just what J.K. Rowling wanted. Judy, but Judy. To be fair, I made a beautiful picture. What's the picture? Oh my goodness! It's Hold up you the microphone. and your you and your monkey form, and you're coming on Jin's head. <laughs> and you've drawn me to look like Hitler. That's not cool. That's not cool. I've never, I've never ever had that hairstyle in my life. That's uh, Judy. We'll have to take this up all another right, time. All okay. right. Bye. All right. Jim, wow. I think you just got fired. I don't I think, think I have. I, I don't I, think I, I have. I really feel like you have. Look, this is a really difficult. This is like uh, she's also, part of HR. She doesn't have the power to fire the CEO. That's crazy. I, and I am the CEO of Faking Lit Enterprises. So that's. I think I'm covered. I might be she open to lawsuits really aggressive, though. She sounded really aggressive. Mm. She didn't sound happy. I should have really picked up on the fact that she was Jewish as well before I just like went straight into it like that. Yeah, that was really harsh. That was really, really dumb of me as well. I've left myself open to so many lawsuits now. <sighs> okay, but look, 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 another time. Let's get back into this and let's try and wrap up this story. I want to talk about one final thing about the prison basket man. Um, something that's pretty big. And in my opinion, it might even break the fantasy world of Prison Raskaban, which is the introduction of time travel. Beep. This is pretty big. So Hermione, everybody's favorite character, Hermione, um, she is such a clever, clever student, and she's so good at doing magic school that they think, who. She is good at doing magic school. She's so good at doing oh, magic school. Plus magic school student. And what do you do when you've got a, 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 a good magic school student? You give them the power to travel back in time so they can do even more magic school. Um, this kind of breaks the universe for me now. Because uh, beforehand, we've been introduced to loads of magical concepts, but this is the first time we've actually had a time travel element. We've got the time turner, which is essentially a magical little uh, necklace, which if you... Turn it a few times, it allows you to go back in time. Um, but only as much as you've turned it. Exactly. But this means, theoretically, that anybody who can just turn back time could change any of the events from... Um, and there's a lot of sad events that happen. Is this what the show song is about? It, well, I think J.K. Rowling may have taken the idea from Cher. She might have. She might have. I've drawn a picture of Shell coming on a time tourner. Oh my goodness. And she's dressed up in this naval outfit as well, like in the video. That's great. 
wow, just very quick work. But like, how do you, we feel about getting a little bit of science fiction in our fantasy novel? I, it's, it's not a uh, topic that comes up a lot in fantasy books. We don't have time travel. It's usually the uh, realm of science fiction. Are you happy with this? Are you okay with this? I'm okay with it. I think it's a, a device that, um, that sort of can be used in both. Okay. Both okay. science fiction and fantasy. That's that's fine. I think that's absolutely fine. But don't you feel that like having um time travel introduced into this story, like you can't just introduce it and then it never gets mentioned again, really? Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Because it it seems like quite a handy device. It gets them out of quite a pickle. Yeah. But then uh, in the later novels, you don't hear about it at, at all. all. And there are times when they could have really used it. Really? And also, wh- wh- why did they use it, introduce it? Oh, just so we could let Hermione be better at magic school. That's literally the only use yeah. they, they gave mm-hmm. it for this. Hermione gets into a lot of fights in this book. She re- no, she doesn't make a lot of friends. Um, she, uh, but, she's, uh, but she's trying to be a nice guy. Yeah, she is. She is trying yeah. to be a nice guy. She's, she's like, as a bloke. Uh, m'lady, you cannot have this firebolt mm-hmm. and report it to McDonald's. Um, and also, like... <laughs> Wait, my- so she says, my lady. This, uh, oh, I remember it now. It's coming back to me. So Hermione comes into the common room and she's like, my lady, you cannot have this firebolt. I'm reporting it to McDonald's. <laughs> And then Ronald the Ronald the Monald comes in. Ba da ba ba ba, loving it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the theme tune is said by all the. All is the... that what Ronald is? Ronald McDonald Weasley, isn't it? So that's like he's the uh, he's a, that's what the it's Ron actually, stands for. The whole Harry Potter series is an origin story. <laughs> yeah, it turns, turns out Ron it's not was... actually about Harry Potter at all. <laughs> so the first book was like, oh, my name's Ron, short for Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Yeah. Like her parents will be Ronald McDonald Weasley. And um, so we've got red hair. And yeah, why exactly. dress as a clown? I identify as a clown. Why wear these giant shoes everywhere? <laughs> Just kicking lamps yeah. all the time. Yeah. I don't think this is very responsible that um, uh, Hermione Granger is given the power of time travel. And it comes in very useful. Mm-hmm. They go back in time. Well, the question you have to ask is who gave it to her? Uh, it was that Mag- teacher. Mag- Madonna 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 that's it Madonna yeah 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 um, but, but who gave her oh that's a good oh, question we never find out the origins of who actually gave Madonna the uh, uh, time turner in the I first place I would imagine it would be Bumbleball possibly possibly he's got his hands all over everything in She's this book Oh, that's not cool. That's not cool. Considering like we know his uh, sexual orientation now, even though they never mentioned anything about What's it in the book. Sexual orientation. I thought he was a wizard. He, well, that's he. He's he's gay. He's gay. I mean, oh, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm you j- have a problem with that. No, I don't, don't have a problem with gay people. I don't have a problem. Why well, you got to draw attention to it? How's that got? It's got nothing to do with the story. I'm, I'm g- genuinely. I'm You're surprised a bit of a though. Bigot. I'm. <laughs> Jin, this has nothing to do with the story, literally. That's like being like, oh, and uh, Harry was Turkmenistanese. No, come on, come on. I'm surprised <laughs> that nobody who read the books was un- didn't pick up Tried on the fact. Well, no, Dumbledore, they never picked they up. Do, they just oh, yeah, each other. Just How were you not able to pick up on the fact that Dumbledore was gay from the start? Like, I, to the point where J.K. Rowling said, oh, by the way, Dumbledore was gay. And my reaction was like, well, duh. And he said at the end of every sentence, you're a wizard, Harry. I'm gay. Every line of dialogue. To the point where I was like, okay, I'm getting the feeling that Dumbledore might be gay. Like, yeah. 
It's 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 one of those things where like J.K. Rowling. Sometimes just let the subtext be subtext. You don't have to make it like you don't have to put a big speech bubble saying like um I. I'm a good guy. Also, I'm gay. You know, like just to reassure, like kids are smart. Kids are smart. They don't need you to hold their hand through it. They can work it out. And I think we all worked out that Dumbledore was basically gay from the I start. I didn't know. Come on. But I don't see sexuality. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I don't see the world through that lens. Is that term. why you draw all these characters coming into things? Because you don't see sexuality. Well, she even it's does not... it for female characters as well. Well, yeah. yes. And they I never seem to be. Everyone. They never seem to be having sex. And it's just proving that they're nice. That's true. And the good. hearts in their eyes. And they've got hearts in their eyes, and yeah. they've got come on something. It's true. That they like. That's very, very true. Um, uh, okay, so we have got to this point, or the final part of the book. I think we've almost. I want to sum up like, our feelings of this. Uh, Prince of Azkaban is a. Uh, kind of a mature book it deals with like scary dementors mm. um scary topics like death like the body count in this one is um they actually allude to people dying for the first time except for the first book where professor Quirrell died but the body count has been remarkably low in the harry potter series until this book feels to me like there there's a lot of growing up that everybody has to do in this book um what do you think is the most mature element of the prisoner of azkaban I think it's the body hair. What? Wh- wh- whose body hair? Who's well, body? all the characters. Yeah, oh, okay. they're getting the pubes. Mm. They get their pubes, and then Lupin, he shows everyone up. Well, he, he says, "Nice pube," and covers himself. And before. then he and then he looks at the moon, and then he's like, "Check out these puppies," and then he transforms into a wolf. <laughs> that was my favorite scene. So, yeah, that's that was um a bit sexually aggressive on Remus Lupin's part. Um, it would have been better if he was coming into a pool of jam, I'll be honest, but... <laughs> As he's looking up at the moon, oh, it's time! Oh, oh. I'm a nice guy! I'm a good guy! I <laughs> will! Also, I'm a wolf. <laughs> I, I... And then Harry and Ron just sit back in their chairs and... Bravo! Bravo! Ron's like, ba da ba 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 I'm loving it. <laughs> Um, okay, that's that was pretty mature. I I would also uh, thought that the bit where Hagrid has to is forced to execute his beloved Buckbeak as a pretty. I mean, it doesn't really happen because of time travel. Mm. But at that point in the book, I didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, it was really heartbreaking. Draco Malfoy, the piece of shit that he is, provokes this like lovable Griffin into attacking him, and then uses that as a pretext to get Hagrid to execute like his own Griffin. What's up with that? That's pretty mature. It was a bit difficult, I think. Yeah. I mean... It was a bit sad. So I'm just taking pictures of my junk. (laughs) Count my pubes. That was unnecessary. Oh, yeah. Josh, come on. Come on. I'm putting it on... It's going to be the new new logo. Faking lit. (laughs) For faking lit. Sorry. Josh's pubes. Okay. All right. I I, I could go with that. Can we get a watercolour of that as well? Oh, yeah. Well, now that you mention it, I've been doing watercolours of both of you the whole time. <laughs> well, we saw that one where I look like Hitler, so, yeah. Well, that's... you kind of put that on yourself. Yeah, maybe I did. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, uh, let's let's sum up our, our thoughts on this book. Prayers of Azkaban, was this a good book? Was this a bad book? Tell me your thoughts. Josh, you first. Well, I thought it was absolutely excellent for, like... The from the scenage to the to the character development and the amount of topics that were covered was really really good. 
I thought one thing that wasn't so good was actually maybe we'll uh, go into that in mm. another section is uh, about the um, the sort of distinguishment between the sort of lines of self and otherness. Right. Could you like maybe um, spec- make that more specific? Well, in Joseph Campbell, he talks about the story of uh, the come around. The come around. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> where it all comes around. Okay. Where what goes around comes, comes around. into a bowl. Well, that's the come into, a come around. Comes but like, around because he goes into, in, a bowl. into a bowl, it swoops around. Oh, he's, and then shoots back out the <laughs> other side. By the way, he's he's my favourite actor, uh, Benedict Come Around. <laughs> oh, he's very good. I do, I do think he's the best. But look, good. Good. Thumbs up. Good. Okay, excellent. If, if I hope that really explains. If you don't understand that, yeah. I, I, I think there's a couple of there's a couple of essays that I can send you by Dominic Talltorns. Okay, and they will really help clear it up for you because the self and the otherness is okay. really difficult to get if you haven't read right. up on it a lot. So that's so, a note for the listeners at home as well. If you didn't understand Dominic what Tall-Torns. Josh was talking about, read this book that he's just recommended. Um, no, it's an essay. It's a book of essays. Oh, it's a book of he's essays. He's an essayist. Okay. Dominic Tall-Torns. Tall-Torns. Okay. Tall-Torns. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Terry, what did you think of The Prisoner of Azkaban? Uh, I quite like The Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, I thought it was... I thought it was good. I mean, I wish there was more pictures. Mm. If I were to do this, there would definitely be more watercolors. I think, right. but I, overall, I think there's a lot of really nice and good guys. I found it quite inspirational. There were, were a lot of good guys in this book. Uh, the, more good guys than bad guys. I mean, like, obviously, the main villain of this piece is Peter Pettigrew, who was a... Uh, mouse guy. man. He was a he mouse was a boy. Rat. He was a rat, yeah. He, he was, was a scabbers. He, he was... Okay, this is one of the biggest betrayals, I think, as well, in the oh, book. huge. Like... Scabbers, the beloved pet of Ron Weasley, is turned out to be a like a middle-aged old man in disguise. Which is so creepy if you think about it. Like all the time that like Ron was affectionate, petting his rat, making out with it, watching it, letting him, letting the rat watch him jerk it. Yeah, and yeah, and and apparently Peter Pettigrew was totally fine with this arrangement until it became like, this is cool, whatever. Yeah, just hanging out with this like a. Uh, Boy dresses a clown um, who yeah, is uh, with his giant feet, <laughs> giant his feet, feet, constantly going ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it, yeah. uh, but yeah, that is a very uncomfortable moment in the book. But uh, yeah, but other than that, mostly good guys. Even yeah. the person that you thought was a bad guy turns out to be a good guy. It turns out he's the goodest, nicest guy around. Even though he's called, I mean, his name is Sirius Black, which makes it sound like he's a I bad mean, guy. He, you know, but to be fair, that would be an excellent deviant art art mm-hmm. name. Okay. Well, yeah, but, I mean, like, if you could do a picture of, like, Remus Lupin and Sirius Black as half-dog, half-wolf people, um, back-to-back, jerking off into something. Well, before. I mean, I, I prefer Sirius Black and Lupin to be coming one into peanut butter, one into jam, because they go well together. That's true. It's like, um, that's a classic sandwich right there. Yeah. Uh, um, I, 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 okay, that's a great review for you. Like, you like the moral purity of the prisoner of Azkaban. Um, I, I, and you know what? I have to go with everybody here today. This is a fantastic book. Possibly the best in the series so far. Will it be the best out of all the books? I don't know. But I do like the twists in this book. 
the twist, I didn't see any of these twists coming um, uh, into anything or out of anything. It's, it's, it was just caught me off guard completely. Sirius Black being a good guy, Scabbers being a middle-aged man, uh, Dumbledore like being gay. It's all there, right there in the text. Um, if you want your kids to have a surprising, enjoyable read, I would definitely recommend The Prison Basketball. A lot of important life lessons in there, the most important of which is... Trust convicts. Trust yeah. escaped convicts, right? Because you never know. And trust people who are part dog. Part, tr- trust that person. Trust people who are part dogs. Don't trust rats. Don't trust rats. They'll watch you jerk off. They will. They're they all will. middle-aged men. Make life. You have a pet rat. Every dog. straight white man. Rat. Every rat is a straight white right man. Yep. That's true. Or right. every straight white right man is a rat, am I uh, right? Am I right? Oh, but I would also like to point out, you know how we were talking about PC Gone Mad? Mm. I'd like to note that after this book, because we said things changed with PC Gone Mad after this, there was no more Wolfman hired for the school. That was also one of his rules. One of his rules. He said, no more but dogs you'll be happy schools. about that, won't you? It's PC Gone Mad. It's it PC is. Gone Mad that you have to thank for that. So PC Gone Mad, what, he also enforces well into the fictional world of Hogwarts as well. No! Okay. It's like you're not listening. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. My my mistake, he... It's because of Peace Gone Mad we don't have werewolves in school. Is that what you're saying? In in the real world. In the real world. Okay, all right. And of course, this is... J.K. Rowling is basing it off of her experience, so... She was like, well, if PC Gone Mad has made that law, I'm going to follow it in my novels. She doesn't, though, does she? Because she... There's no more wolves in schools. That we know of. The thing is about werewolves... You can't prove there's not. Well, that's the thing about werewolves. They're kind of sneaky. They're kind of sneaky that way. How are they, Tim? Kind of sneaky. You know who else do you think is sneaky, then? Mm, I don't know. Um, I just know that werewolves are sneaky, and they control the media. (laughs) Fair. So, um, that's an accurate assumption. There we go. There we go. Uh, so it's a unanimous decision. Prisoner of Azkaban. It is an amazing piece of work. Buy it for your kids. Um, and it makes it into the Faking Lit Hall of Fame. gets better every time I listen to it. Oh, well done, Prison of Azkaban. But as we know, not every book is perfect. There's always room for improvement. And this is a section of the show where I ask my guests how they would have improved the book that we just read in the section we call Notes. Have a think about it. Let the ideas flow through your mouth. Maybe not have some time. Not long enough. No, 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 on the cover. Right. They're good. And then I think the first thing is that what this book is missing is an idea. Mm-hmm. At the core of every great book, there's an idea. Yep. 
what I'd recommend that J.K. Rowling do is write that idea down. So she gets the idea, writes it down. Now she's ready to write the book. Okay? Now she should go get some paper. And then, you know, just start, like, spacing the story out. Mm. I think that's the best thing. Then once the story's done, look it over twice to herself. Twice. Not once. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. thrice. Don't want to waste time. Now, the next thing to do is to find an agent. Right, okay. And I don't think she'll have much trouble with that, seeing as she's already read two, <laughs> written two smash it books. Okay, and now, number seven, is that she's got to come up with a good name, a good name for it. Mm. Maybe something like The Prisoner of Ars Cabin. Okay, yep. yep. Great title. Mm. Okay, and then now she can start thinking about the cover, and she's already got the colours. Ah, okay. So there's not that much work for her to do. She's just got to sit back and relax while people ask her for her autograph. So, okay, so your notes for how she could have improved The Prisoner of Azkaban is basically write the book as you would, as anybody would write a book, basically, just to write the book. That's how it would have improved if she'd written the book. But she's already <laughs> written it, so... Well, if you call that writing. Oh, ooh. So, wait, I thought you I thought you liked the book. Are you changing your mind or your opinion of the book now in the oh, notes section? Oh, it's very it's, it's very pleasant. Very... But it's not a book, is it? <laughs> I mean, come on, my one-year-old was reading this on the toilet the other day. Well... As he smoked a pipe and a cigar at the same time. He had, he had a, pu- a cigar sticking out the end of the pipe. I... I, I don't know. This is a very hard, like, uh, note to take on board because now it's, you, you, you sort of like, now sort of doing down the book in a way. And you haven't really given me any sort of, the, uh, notes of how you would have improved the book. It's more like. How you would have published it. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, I think I refer you again to Dominic Tolton's, mm-hmm. uh, the difference between the self and the otherness. Right, right. And I think he really, um, in his seminal piece, that was so seminal. It was just so seminal. Oh, uh, yeah, very seminal. It was just seminal. It was just, mm, yum. And then you read that. Do you have a copy of that book, by the way? Yeah, here you go. Oh, you ripped it! Oh, I didn't mean to do that. You ripped my copy of Tortons. Oh, sorry. Bring it over here. Oh, I love that cover. It's a picture of that. Is that Dominic Tortons himself? That's him himself. He's yeah. coming into somebody's brain and saying, I'm a good guy with We've hearts, in his, hearts in his eyes. I mean, that's, that's um, immediately makes me want to read what this book of essays on um, semiotics is going to be about. It's about the self and otherness. Yes, of course, of course, of course. Okay, well, um, that, that's... That's, that's a- all the advice I can really give to JK, because if she doesn't start again and scrap this, then I don't really know what will. Okay, so your note is, read this book. Read this other book. And also, write... Good. No, my note is do exactly what I just said in my 10 steps. But my note to you, yeah. in order to understand what my 10 steps were, is read Dominic Tolton's The okay. Self and Otherness. Okay. That's, um, that's a very confusing I'm note. I'm criticising your knowledge. That's fair. I Look, the wise man knows that he knows nothing. And I'm. And you know fuck all. I know very little. I know very little. I know a little bit. I know very little. Now that I've said the word fuck, you need to put a little E next to the episode. Yes. Don't obviously. forget that. Yes, of course, of course. Uh, um, thank you very much for your note, John. You are welcome. Okay. You stupid person. <laughs> okay, steady on, steady on. I know I went hard after 
the Jews this episode, but <laughs> that's no excuse to treat me like shit. Come on, come mm-hmm. on. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Terry, Terry, how would you have improved the Prisoner of Azkaban? Well, I mean, I think we can all agree more pictures. Mm-hmm. More mm-hmm. pictures. Hire me, JK, Wolling, I will do your pictures. Okay. I mean, I mean, we've already heard some great pictures for like... Yeah. A, uh, uh, future covers of the, the Harry Potter series. Which I think will be really nice. I mean, have you thought about branching out into like doing covers for children's fiction in general? Like, uh, like his yeah. dark materials? What would you do to cover for his dark materials? Yeah, it would be, um, him. Mm-hmm. And he would be coming. Him. So, oh. what? Philip Pullman, the author. Yeah. <laughs> so, Philip Pullman, the author, and the cover of his own book. Yeah, coming. Um, but also, I think it would be great if he was juggling something while coming, Ooh. like some oranges. Hands free. Hands free. Hands free juggling. So you pitch. And, and he's coming, but it's just black smoke. <laughs> like the Lost Monster. Yeah, and it's but it's going into one of those big um, glass bowls, so it looks Ooh. quite nice. Ooh, I wonder how Philip Pullman would be with. Uh, like that depiction of himself like coming black smoke into a glass bowl while juggling oranges ju- ju- I would say it's very impressive no, juggling oranges and a speech bubble says great read my book you little shits oh, yeah well and then at the bottom would be like oh, but seriously I'm a nice guy <laughs> that's the synopsis I was like about the author no really I'm a nice guy so <laughs> author bio is just him hey, saying I'm a nice hey, guy hey little shits read my book and then you say oh but seriously I'm a nice guy give it a chance <laughs> about the author I said no but Seriously, no, please buy my work. I'm a nice guy. I'm a uh, nice guy, I work hard. Come on, come on. I deserve cool. this. <laughs> About the author, I kind of regret making this to cover my book. <laughs> um, that's, that's a great note. More pictures, more pictures. We, but we can always do more pictures. in terms of plot, mm. I've got something quite controversial that mm. I would like to change. Oh. I would like to kill Harry Potter. So... Oh, I want to focus on Ron. I want to know how he came to make that special sauce. <laughs> Hmm. I want to know what happens with his feet when wait, they slap boy. around. <laughs> when he slaps around his feet, <laughs> how does he go? How does he use your rhinos? Like, was like yeah, he'd be stepping. Yeah, he like does it sideways. sideways. Yeah, yeah. He would have to like maybe he does a handstand. <laughs> and does it that way? I want to know how he came to make McNuggets. I yeah. want to know that that's the story I'm interested in. I want to know why he still insists on putting filet of fish on the menu despite the fact nobody ever orders it. Like, nobody. I love filet of fish. Do you? I like to come on them. <laughs> it's not really eating it though, is it? You're buying it for a different, like, not the designed purpose. Unless that was part of Ron's yeah, plan from so the start. Yeah, so does Kanye West. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That's a it's a very good point. Irrefutable. Like um, that's part of his sh- part his... of his songs. <laughs> that's literally all he does these days. Yeah, well, he's arms. just like this is my song. <laughs> I'm coming on a fish fillet. <laughs> I'm a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a nice guy. Yum yum yum. Tata sauce. Ah! Oh, the classics. You can't he's, beat it. You know he's an artist. He still got it. He still got it. He still uh, got it big time. Okay, that's so. So you want the story to be more about Ronald McDonald Weasley and kill off Harry? What from the start? I just, uh, I think it should it should be done with taste. So maybe he falls down the stairs, he hits his head, and he doesn't wake up. Okay, all right. Yeah. So the book, the book series starts with a story of a kid called Harry Potter, and just as you get the owl in the mail, you get startled, falls down the stairs, hits his head dies and then jk Rowling says 
Well, enough about that. That's enough prologue. It's all yeah. about Ronald McDonald Weasley now. Actually, it would be in the chapter where she talks about her mental health. <laughs> She'd be like, look guys, I've been writing these books for a long time and I'm really depressed. I've had a uh, change of heart this the is, focus of the book. The, the big reveal is that Ron is actually Ronald McDonald, the founder and creator. <laughs> McDonald's. And this is a story about his plight and his struggles and what came, what brought him to making the special sauce and the chicken McNuggets and the four-way of fish. Yeah. And more importantly, like, did you know that Ronald McDonald had a pet rat that was a big, middle-aged man? <laughs> more importantly, did more you know this? And that's how the reveal should happen. It's just be like, did you know this? <laughs> well, did you, did you watch that movie, uh, The Founder with Michael Keaton, which is about the origins of Ronald McDonald? And like, there was that scene where Michael Keaton who was previously a rat, then turns into, turns into Michael Keaton. So, it's me, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I'm stealing your business idea and making it mine now. Love and that. it's like the founder. It's a great film, by the way. Watch it. Um, I, so this is a McDonald's origin story then yeah. that you see. I, I'm totally on board with this. I'm totally on board with this. I want to know how, how you... Did you notice how all the titles are in red? Oh. And yellow. Oh, those are the colors of Ronald McDonald. Oh wow! I never this even thought about that. This is the truth. Also, did, did why, why the clown? Why did they hear the name Ronald McDonald and immediately think see, clown? See, this is uh, well becomes really controversial because they just got it wrong, right? They mm. were like cl- clown. I said wizard. <laughs> It's very easy to confuse those two. Who said that as well? Who said that? What, did Ronald McDonald say that himself? So, why do you depict me as a clown? I'm clearly a wizard. And the this marketing is, team said, oh, bringing the truth out. And the marketing team said, oh, we're really sorry, Mr. McDonald. We, we misheard like, oh, it. Oh, no, we've pointed all these napkins with a clown. This is a picture of me as a clown. I wanted a wizard's He's hat. A wizard. I'm a wizard, not a clown. You're giving me curly red hair. How I don't even have hair. How are you? And the, and the makeup? Oh. I've gone to school for this. <laughs> this. And you call me a clown. This is insulting. They're like, well, we can't go back on it now. It's on all our packaging. They're like, you do have huge feet, Ronald. <laughs> and he's like, I can make this work. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'll just have to... I guess I'm a clown then. I'm a fucking clown, aren't I? Well. And then he just... Be- he continued resentfully as a clown and <laughs> an item, and he still does he's this day. He's actually a deep satirical piece. Yeah. He's, it's a it, sad, he's a tragic t- clown. It turns out all this time, the catchphrase was really ironic. He's like, ba da ba 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 I'm loving it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> really passive-aggressive. I went to school to become a wizard. I'm respected amongst my peers, and you guys have made a fool of me. <laughs> Like, he was kicked out of all the wizarding world. It's true. A lot of people did say to him after he like finished his three years at Wizard University, what's the plan then, Ronald? Oh, I'm going to start a fast food business. <laughs> people say it wouldn't work. Joke's on them. True. <laughs> the writing was on the wall, though. Like, so maybe, maybe if I'm a wizard, we've started a, a fast food burger chain and... Like, for some reason, my marketing department depicted me as a clown. <laughs> Maybe this is not meant to be... No! No, Ronald! Stop it! Stop it! Stop doing yourself down! I will make this work! <laughs> yeah. 
that's a great note, Terry. Um, I think this is. Um, I mean, this is. This has been a lovely chat. I've enjoyed this immensely. Um, there's only one thing to do, really, and just to um, open the floor to people to plug their stuff. Anybody want to plug their stuff? I'd like to plug Avengers Four, coming out next year. Yeah, technically <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Go you, see that. You excited for Avengers Four? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Predictions. Predictions, uh, it's going to be a film. Yep. They're going to show it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I think this time they're going to show it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Unlike the last time where they just showed it in some guy's shed. <laughs> what? No, I think they're going to show it in the cinema again. Oh, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. But yeah, maybe maybe someone put it on their shed, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. You can't prove that someone didn't put it on in their it's shed. It's true. Good to know that somebody's getting the word out of, about this mo- little movie called Avengers 4. Well, I'm into indie flicks, so... Anybody else? Sarah, would you like to plug anything? Oh, uh, you can go on to my DeviantArt page. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called Terry the Farting Friend. And buy my art. I will definitely put it in order. I will definitely buy that picture of you depicting me as Hitler and destroy it so nobody can ever see that. Well, too bad, because I posted it on my... Oh, what? And I've already sold 50 copies. Well... To my mom. As you know... (laughs) To your mom. I'm going to take a leaf out of Ronald McDonald's book now and clearly embrace the fact that I now look at Hit- like Hitler as part of my marketing materials and I'm going to be very passive-aggressive. How many burgers are you going to sell there? Probably not many because like, I might have to go into fast food as well now, are you, apparently. Are you going to have a fish burger? Ooh, maybe. But not for eating. <laughs> Something for Kanye. Something, Something for Kanye. Kanye. Something for Do Kanye. it for Kanye. <laughs> Uh, uh, thank you so much for joining me for this episode uh, join us next week where we'll be discussing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire it's a big one until next time keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries yeah bookstores my bookstores the bookstores <laughs> come to the bookstores eh? alright bye bye I love you